up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. Mike Schaefer in studio for the entire 7 o'clock hour. As always, today we'll have Rick Heyman's song of the day. We've got plenty to get to in the world of sports, despite it being the middle of May. Sip, I, I watched... What's that? Oh, go ahead. No, go I ahead. watched a game and a half of NHL hockey last I night. I love that. I look, love look that. Look what you've done to me. Uh, and you enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the NBA where the Warriors routed the Mavericks in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. I have nothing to say about that. Didn't watch it. I did watch Hurricanes-Rangers in the NHL play- Stanley Cup playoffs. Rangers had a 1-0 lead until about three minutes to go in the third period. Carolina tied it up, and then Carolina wins in overtime 2-1. Whoa. Hurricanes. Whoa. In, in okay. Carolina. In Carolina. In Charlotte, Okay, yeah. so 1-0 Carolina. Right, in one zero Carolina in the second round. In the other game, if you are a person that's about offense and scoring, I mean, whoa, Calgary and Edmonton, the fl- the Flames won in Calgary nine to six. That is really. I strange. went to bed in the second period, and it was six to five. And at one point, I believe it was six to th- it was six to three for sure. Calgary and Edmonton scored two quick goals to make it six five. Again, Calgary wins nine six. In that game, here's a stat for you. Calgary scores two goals in the first 51 seconds of the game, the quickest two goals in the history of the playoffs. Neither you nor I are hockey experts by any stretch of the imagination, but in watching these games the last few days, it seems like, I mean, they make reference to how playoff hockey is very low scoring. Yeah, because it's usually you know, yeah, exactly. It typically is low scoring. So that is a, a a crazy aberration, nine to six. I wish you could have seen every time that like uh, Calgary scored, they would zoom in on the Edmonton goalkeeper. He's just like he was straight up depressed and lost, just staring off into the distance, like me sometimes in the show. Right, right. But I do it when I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. He, he was just like. Do I suck? <laughs> Did I lose my yeah. skill? Well, that's not all on him. It can't be all on him, right? No, it's defenders got to yeah, you know, block the the puck. Uh, right. I mean, that's like I was ta- talking on on uh, the crossover spillover, whatever we call it, the spillover. Um, I've been struck by that part of hockey where other players are, you know, they routinely defend the puck with their body parts or whatever, you know, whatever they can use. But, you know, yes. you'll get a 95-mile-an-hour slap shot, right. and a guy will take it right off his shoulder that, for, the, for the goalie if, he, if he's doing it right. I think you'd be uh, upset if you were looking at good for good defense. Mm-hmm. The, the final goal of the first okay. game, the low-scoring game, 2-1 oh. to one where Carolina won in overtime. Uh-huh. Uh, the, there's a, I, I, don't, I don't know who the player was that scored, but uh-huh. he was coming around, you know, almost got to the – the main, the first line. Is that, okay. the, that's not, is that the blue line? Yeah, it's okay. the blue line. 
and he and he did a wraparound shot. Like you know, it was not. It was quite a bit of distance, and the defender just like backed off, and the goalkeeper wasn't expecting that, and the, they just scored the goal. Oh, so Bad goalkeeper defense. looked depressed. The defender looked depressed. I'm like that's on you, defender. Yeah. You just you just got out of the way. You just stopped. Yeah, listen, listen to you breaking down hockey. In I, very... I I am a common day uh, Barry Melrose. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Because you just didn't know what the blue line was. Well, I, I just messed with let's you. Not let's not even just, go I'm with just ice. testing your terminology. Let's not even go with icing. I know what icing is. It's when the, the team go hits it down the other way past the goalie. Hits it that, down. That, that line. It hits the puck down. It hits the puck down. Yeah. yeah. I'm, this, is Barry Mar- this is Barry Melrose speaking. Mm-hmm. You're talking to over here. <laughs> and if it goes across the line behind the goalkeeper, then it goes. they, they do a little Do a little what? Thing. Do a little face off. Do a little dance. Yeah, they do a little dance. A tango. <laughs> yeah, they do a face off. I'm getting. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm figuring this out. Well, I don't know about you, captivating. And, and I have alluded to this. If you watch the NBA and then quick flip to an NHL game, which you do now because it's on TNT and TBS. So good. I keep tipping my cap to the NHL for moving their product to a more. Uh, Street more uh, conventional method to watch, right? Yes, I it is my conventional cap because when you watch the NBA and then boom, turn it over to the hockey, the energy is much different. What I found myself thinking is, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna labor through this NBA playoff game. I'm gonna see what the NHL's like. Oh, that's the fun. Yeah, the fun part is the NHL. The work is the NBA. Mm-hmm. The fun is the NHL. Go back to the NBA. Okay, I, I got to watch this because I feel like I'm obligated, but it's really not that – the energy's really not that good. Um, back to the NHL. That's the fun part. And then I felt like – I felt like, okay, why do I feel obligated to watch the NBA? Because I always have. Well, who cares? The NBA right now is not what it was when I was growing up. It is not. However, my Heat are playing well, so except But that. The, your Heat are not as good as those I didn't that, say that they were. Yeah. Did you ever hear me say, hey, no. my Heat, my 2022 Heat could take down Larry Bird and the Celtics? No, no. I didn't because it bad, wouldn't happen. Or the bad boy Pistons. Nope, I'm not saying that. Or the, But they're winning in today's version of basketball. Or the Magic Johnson Lakers or the Chicago Bulls with Michael no. Jordan and Pippen. No, none of those. When I watch – could they talk, take down Stockton Malone? No. Um, so no, no, no. I watch the NBA and it's not that good. That's what I'm struck by. I'm watching. I'm watching Miami and Boston. It's just not that good. And I turn the NHL and it's fun. It's not that good if you're not a Heat fan. One <laughs> zero. Hey, by the way, before we move on, I I forgot to mention this yesterday. I I told you I had a hockey take, and I did not mention it yesterday. Yes. I think the most impressive refs in all of sports are hockey refs. <laughs> now, what brought you to this conclusion? Well, I'm just thinking about, man, these guys, I, listen, I cannot skate worth a damn. I just can't do it. I, I don't ski. I don't snowboard. I don't skate. I'm thinking about myself. I don't ski. I don't snowboard. I don't skate. Right. I don't okay, do well. I don't do, I don't do well. You're not with unathletic. Those, but... Uh, I don't do well with it. I've always wanted to be a decent skater. I just am horrible at it. Really? And the idea of going so fast and then stopping yeah. and, all, and skating backwards, you will never see me skate backwards. That <laughs> sounds like a a concussion or a tailbone, <laughs> busted up tailbone waiting to happen. The, the refs, they just glide. I mean, they got to they make quick moves out there. They, also they gotta, do. They got to break up fights on the ice. They do. There is not a more impressive ref in sports than a hockey ref. In terms of what they do, 
uh, physically. Okay. You know, football refs, they run, but they yeah. usually are ahead of the play. Um, I wonder about that. Soccer I, refs maybe are impressive. They have to run a lot. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably Who else right. is out there? Who else contends with the hockey ref in terms of impressive physical presence out there? Four six four what five six eight five. What What is is a hockey ref the most impressive ref that there is? Four six four five six eight five. Yeah. Do you have anything else besides that you want to put out there for refs? I can't. Am I right? One. Uh, Greg, our Greg, Greg in Myrtle Beach. Greg, look at my shirt, Greg. I have one of the shirts you sent me on, and I love this one. Yeah, Myrtle Beach one. Greg in Yellow. Myrtle Beach says, tell Melrose. <laughs> tell Mel. <laughs> Greg in Myrtle Beach Uh-oh. says, tell Melrose Sorensen the Carolina Hurricanes playing Raleigh. Oh, okay. All right. My Not bad. Charlotte. That was a bad assumption. That was a bad, 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 bad berry. We're trying to get facts correct. Greg, on this Greg, show. and other Hurricane fans, I apologize. That was a bad mistake. Okay. Uh, Melrose Sorensen. Melrose, yeah. The, the Hurricanes are in Raleigh. When that not thing in goes down past the <laughs> the puck, <laughs> the puck. <laughs> when that thing. Uh, Corey, I like it. I by like the way, it. before we move on to our football topic, yes. Corey, Corey, our Corey uh-huh. says, if you can't switch back and forth between frontward and backward skating with ease, then you can't skate at all. Yes, Corey, I can't skate wow. at all. That's exactly. A, what is that? That's a mental hang up because you're, I, I don't you're know. You're not unathletic. I just never really figured it out. That's I, I went skating a, a, a couple times as a kid. Didn't like it. Can't Elizabeth help you? with I this? don't think she's a great skater. Really, I don't. I we've never skated at all together. She never asked to go skating ever. She's a good skier, but I don't know about skating. So you don't ski. I went skiing a, uh, two two years ago for the first time. I've been snowboarding a couple times. I failed miserably Did at you? snowboarding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I don't. I don't get this. You, my I'll tell you this. My fear with with skiing and snowboarding is I've told you that my true loves of sports are tennis and golf. If I do anything to wreck my chances of playing those, if I if I'm going wow. too fast down the damn mountain and and shred my knee right. or get a concussion or break my neck, so because you, that can happen. Listen, I don't, I can't, I can't keep it together out there. I'm trying. People are trying to go fast. I'm trying to go slow down the mountain. How can I keep this the most controlled possible so I don't lose it and. Shred my right knee and lose my golf game and really get depressed this year. I view it in the worst way possible. I mean, Tom Stevens told me once he shredded his knee skiing and he couldn't play golf for a year. That sounds like the worst oh, year of my that life. Got, that got you. That got yep. you. Yeah. I mean, I, Tom got you. But I've seen it. I, I saw somebody else that had a horrible injury skiing once. I said, I don't, I don't need to do that. It doesn't, it doesn't do much for me. It, it is, it's okay. It's kind of fun. But not enough me to go commit to it and shred my knee. Because I know, knowing me, I'll shred my knee. So you can just watch hockey, though, and appreciate yes, what they do. right. I don't need to refs. go play or skate, too. Yeah, it is incredible to watch that element of it, the skaters. Yes. The, how they right. how those dudes They, they skate. just do it with ease. Yeah. You they could stop on a dime, they reverse. I mean, they're so fast. Yeah. And they're, again, hockey refs, most impressive refs. That's my take for today. That's what you get from me today. Four six four five six eight five. Call or text as always. All right, all right. Sip. Here we go. The top twenty-five. So we yesterday we went through coaches sixty-five through twenty-six in college football in the Power Five. Uh, Scott Frost landed at number fifty-three, which was 
dead last in the Big Ten Conference. So yesterday, though, later on, the top 25 came out, and we went, we had made our prediction for what CBS Sports would say for uh, their top five. And you have written, written it down here. Our estimate was Nick number one, Nick Saban. Our estimate. Yeah, that was our guess. Strange word. Yeah, prediction. Our est- our I'm prediction. going to estimate. I, okay. I said it. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Nick Saban, number one. Kirby Smart, number two. Dabo Swinney, number three, Ryan Day, four, and Lincoln Riley, number five. That we, was our estimate. You you say we're not close. I say we're close because we got the first three right. Okay. Per, per CBS Sports, again, no surprise, Nick Saban, number one. No surprise because he won the title last year. Kirby Smart. Uh, oh, is that, a, is that not a surprise? No. According to Tom Fornelli of CBS Sports, that is a surprise. Keep going. Mm, well, he, we'll won, the, he won the championship. So, we'll get to that. Uh, number two, yeah, Kirby Smart. Number three, Dabo Swinney. So we are three for three so far. Okay. All right? Now, number four, we're off. This was our fifth coach. Number four is Lincoln Riley of USC. If we would have thought it out, we probably would have gotten it. Go ahead. Uh, number five was our number six. That's Jimbo Fisher. I'll get to more about Jimbo Fisher here in a second per Nick Saban. Whoa. There's some coaching drama out there in the SEC. Uh, number six, Sip, was our number four, uh, Ryan Day of Ohio State. Do you agree with where he's at there, or do you think we were right putting him at four? No, in, in hindsight, as I went through it, no, I, we were wrong. Ryan Day does not belong ahead of Lincoln Riley, and he does not belong ahead of Jimbo Fisher. Ryan Day, as Jim Harbaugh said, was born on third base. I, well, hey, stop right there. How was Lincoln Riley not also born on third base? Then? Lincoln Riley has gone 55-10 and 10 with three appearances in the college football playoff, and he has won the Big 12 right. three times. Was Oklahoma struggling with Bob Stoops? I don't recall them struggling with Bob Stoops. I think that's also a coach that was born on third base. That's fair. How, do, how can we just say fair. that Ryan Day was and not say the same thing about Lincoln Riley? That's fair. That's my hang-up there. Let's not just assume he was Okay, how about re- ranking Ryan Day ahead of Jimbo? We didn't think it out. How about, Jimbo won a national title. Yes, that was nine years ago. He won a national title. Nine seasons ago. Go ahead. They were 8-4 and four last year. So he has lost at least four games in three of his four seasons at College Station. That's true. That doesn't deserve number five. That's the wrong ranking right there. Ryan Day deserves to be ahead of Jimbo Fisher. That's per me right now. Okay, I'm going to recap them. Not ours, theirs. CBS Sports. Saban one, yes. Smart two. We'll get to that. Sweeney three. Um, Riley four. Jimbo five. Day six. And now go ahead. Uh, number seven for CBS Sports is Brian Kelly, which I think we were okay with that. We, he was seven or eighth in our rankings yesterday. Well, I got right? it. What, was he at seven? No, Harbaugh. We had Harbaugh oh, okay. at seven. All right, number eight. I like this one. I told you he should be a top ten coach. Kyle Whittingham at Utah. I, I agree with this. He Good should call. be top ten. Good call. Number nine, Jim Harbaugh. We had him at seven. So we're not that far off here. Okay. And number ten, do you recall? We we I brought this name up, and you said you weren't sure about top ten. You like this coach. Oh, I love Gundy, yeah. But I, I said for sure top 20, probably top 15. How about at number ten? Per CBS Sports, sip Mike Gundy, the mullet from Oklahoma State, the cowboy. You're right. I like it. I, I told you. I thought that he should be probably considered as a top 10 coach. Stop at 10, and let's go to what Tom Fornelli said. You're not 
we're not necessarily right about Kirby Smart being ahead of Dabo. What, <clears throat> excuse me, what Tom Fornelli writes about Dabo being behind Kirby, Dabo being behind Kirby at three, this is the worst ranking of the year. <laughs> And it's nothing but recency bias. Mm. There are two coaches in the sport today, writes Fornelli, who have won multiple national titles. And Dabo is one of them. Jake, now listen. He I'm, makes a good case. He makes a good here. case. He won two at Clemson. But last season... As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible. They engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cavis and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Lenticum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts. And what's considered a down year by the standards Dabo has established, the Tigers only, in quotes, won 10 games and failed to win the ACC. Never mind that it was the 11th. This is the this is the I'm key. listening. I'm reading. This is the key. Never mind that it was the 11th straight season Sweeney's Clemson team won 10 plus games. Or the first time they'd failed, that's insane. Or or it was the first time they'd failed to reach the college football playoffs since 2014. That's equally insane. He belongs at number 2. We aired Dabo should be ahead of Kirby Smart. Recency bias took over in our – we did it fast. We did it off the cuff, and we, and we were guilty of recency bias yesterday. Just admit it. You can't put I, I Kirby ahead. I don't feel ahead. egregious about putting Kirby ahead of Dabo Swinney. Well, obviously no, neither does the panel for CBSSports.com because they did was, the same was thing. Was Dabo considered? Absolutely. It wasn't like it was a slam dunk, Kirby too, but that's who I put it to. Recency bias. Because Kirby's resume is not nearly as good as Well, what, what's the point for Jimbo at five then? Recency bias? It was nine years ago he won a championship. Nine. I'm fine with Kirby at two. Okay. Right, he, he t you know, under Mark Richt, Georgia was close, right? They, they had a good program. They were close. They never could get over the top. They got over the top against Alabama. With maybe the, the best defense of all time. Exactly. I love Dabo, and Dabo's a great coach, and that's why he is no worse. Than, I, I could never put him anywhere worse than three, and three is still really damn good. Okay. But I'm fine with Kirby at two right now. Ryan Day. Ryan Day at six. That That's right. That's disappointing for Ohio State there, to have their coach at six. Yes. It is. There is, later on in this, there is a major mistake. Okay. Major mistake in these rankings. Help me with that. And it's back-to-back. -back. This is uh, number 12 and number 13. And I, Sip, I don't understand this one. Per the CBS Sports rankings, the number 12 best coach in the country is Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Number 13 is Kirk Ferentz at Iowa, who has been Matt Campbell's daddy on the football field. Interesting way to put Matt it. Matt Campbell has not beaten Kirk Ferentz yet. In that rivalry, I, he's what, 0-4, 0-3, or 0-4? He has not beaten Kirk Ferentz yet. Pretty sure that's 0-4.
0-4 against Kirk Ferentz. So why is he a better coach than Kirk Ferentz? Right. Now, I'm not, I, I, I don't like giving Iowa praise. You know that. But I don't understand Kirk Ferentz being behind Matt Campbell. I don't either. I, I'm, I, you know what? I agree with you 100% on that. I had a big problem with that one. Well, you also think about the letdown season that Iowa State just had. Um, and Iowa didn't just have. Iowa had a good season. Right. Um, after going 9-3 and three in 2020 and reaching the Big 12 championship game, as CBS Sports points out, the Cyclones slipped to 7-6. and six. And 5-4 and four in conference play. I would s- characterize Campbell as this sort of media darling for some reason. M- media really like him. He, he must be a nice guy, and he gets that he gets that media bias. If you're if you smile pretty at media members, you get a lot of run. I've seen it at Nebraska. Mike Riley. Yeah. If you, handshakes on the way out and hugs. Yeah. The, they were, the media was hugging Riley on the way out, and like it was disgusting. Clapping for him. My God. <laughs> I was like, what happened, what happened to us? Pride. Um, the, but anyway, the, anyway, I, I, do you have, do you have any reason why they should put him above Kirk? Ferris? No. So you're I'm with a, me that, I mean, I'm, that one just stuck out like a sore thumb. All right. Gundy was at 10. Dave Aranda, 11. Yep. Campbell, 12. Ferentz, 13. Okay. Okay. That, then you stick with, then we got to run a big 10 coaches here. So yes, yeah, Ferentz, 13, Paul Christ at 14 at Wisconsin. Number 15, James Franklin at Penn State. He used to he used to be a top ten easy coach. He has slipped, yeah, because the the Nittany Lions since the start of the pandemic season in 2020, Jake have gone 11 and 11 and eight and 10 in the Big Ten. Mm. Okay, go ahead. 16. Uh, 16. Mark Stoops at Kentucky. How about Stoops? I think it's accurate. Listen, Kentucky was not a very good football program for a very long time. Thank you for that wisdom. And now I'm just they went ten and three last year. Right. Ten and three. They've twice won ten games under Stoops. He's he's definitely a top twenty coach. Number sixteen. Okay. Uh number seventeen, Dave Clausen at Wake Forest, up eleven spots from twenty eighth last year. Won the Atlantic division of the ACC last year. Eleven wins last year. Eleven at, wins at Wake Forest. Look at eighteen. Uh, number eighteen is uh Sip's favorite coach in the land, Lane Kiffin Jimbo. at Ole Miss. Jimbo is my favorite number coach. Number two, then. Number yes. two. Uh, Jimbo is number one. Lane is number two. And he is up 12 spots to 18. Up 12 Ten spots. Ten wins last year. Yep. Sugar Bowl appearance for, for Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. The Lane train is rolling. Number 19, new coach at Miami from Oregon, Mario Cristobal. Okay. Like that one? Yeah. I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah, it's probably a little low, if anything. Might be. Uh, 20 is Mac Brown at North Carolina. He, Mac Brown, excellent stat. Excellent stat. Excellent stat. 51, he's just 51 and 38. Uh, let's put it this way. This is what they say. While Brown is one of the few active coaches with a national title to his name, 
2005 <laughs> is a long time ago in the minds of our voters. 17 years ago, to be exact. Plus, since the 2010 season at Texas, okay, think back. Since the 2010 season at Texas, Brown teams have gone 51 and 38. That's that's not top 20 material, is it? Well, it's tough to win in North Carolina. It's, it's a basketball school. I mean, Larry Fedora had a little success there. But before that, they weren't very good, right? Right. He had 10 wins in 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah, Did they well, play that many games during well, the pandemic? Uh, they must have. There are some conferences well, that they Well, had, they had those two running backs. They both went pretty high in the draft. Michael Carter and then I think Javante Williams was there also. It was absolutely 2020 when they won 10, but then they slid to 6-7 and seven and 3-5. and five. Max, since 2010, just 51-38, and 38, still – in the top 20. Okay. We I, go down, oh God. We go down oh the rankings God. and who pops up oh at number God. 21? But Newt Fitzgerald himself, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. I'm going to read this one real quick. This, this is the caption from Tom Fernelli about Pat Fitzgerald being the number 21 best coach in the nation, which, by the way, he was eighth in last year's rankings. He's down 13 spots. He was number eight. Here's the comment. Fitzgerald is always an interesting coach to gauge with our voters. He cracked the top 10 last year as our voters strongly supported the doing more with less aspect of his accomplishments at Northwestern. The Wildcats were fresh off a division title. People forget, after all. Unfortunately, they followed it up with a 3-9 mark last year, and while Fitz's teams have had down seasons before, it's their second 3-9 mark in the last three seasons. His ranking is a reflection of the up-and-down nature of his teams lately. God almighty, he's 21 after going 3-9. and nine. Because he was top eight. Because <clears throat> he, he smiles pretty. He, no, because he was number eight last year. Oh, yeah. Here we go, Jake. Here's the thing. He's, he's on the cusp of a third 3-9 and nine type season in four years. You got to keep him in the top 25 after that? Probably, aren't you? We'll see. What if he throws another 3-9? and nine? He'll still be in the top 25. Media, darling. Just media loves him. He's a good coach. No, media love him. He's a good coach. Good. Good. He's a good coach. What if he throws three and nine in three of the last four years? There's going to be people on the text line still saying, Sip, be quiet. Shut up, Sip. He's a great guy. Um, I'm not not questioning whether he's a great guy. I didn't say he's a great guy. He's a good coach. Oh, God. Oh, God, here comes Gus to defend Pat Fitzgerald. Maybe. Gus is in the media. Go ahead. Did you not get a hug, Sip? I don't need a hug. <laughs> Do you want a, you don't want a hug? From no smile and wave? I think it's ridiculous. The guy went three and nine. He's in the top 25. He's thrown two three and nines in three years. He's in the top 25. He's also got two division titles in the last oh God. five or six years, too. Oh, wow. Oh, 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 oh that's just an oh, wow now? Because Nebraska's done that so recently. It's been ten years since they've won a division title. Sam Pittman. Let's move on to the real coach. I don't. I don't Sam, you just discount those two division titles. Sam like they didn't Pittman, happen. number twenty-two at Arkansas. I, I get that. Do you know that? Do you know that Fitzgerald won two division titles yeah. recently? How could you write Fitzgerald ahead of PJ Fleck? Seriously, because he's won division titles. He's won two of them while PJ's been around. Oh my God, that's why Fleck number twenty-three. Uh, they're a dark horse this year. We see, we saw the the projection by twenty four seven sports that so they could go as high as eleven and one this season or eleven and two. 
There's your, there's your, there's your boy Mel Tucker. Uh, twenty-four Mel Tucker at Michigan State, and number twenty-five Dave Doran at NC State. Okay, what what's Saban talking about with with Jimbo? Why is he poking at Jimbo? Because he's because he feels Jimbo at his back. That's why. I got it right here. Yeah, uh, but Nick Saban was on the stage yesterday to, in Birmingham to promote the twenty twenty-two World Games, but ended up sounding off on NIL the World Games. I don't know what the, what the World Games are. Uh, he claims that Sip Texas A&M, quote, bought every player on their team, end quote, using name, image, and likeness. Uh, he brought up recruiting tactics of Jackson State and Miami in a speech on the current state of college athletics. During his appearance, the Alabama head coach went on a seven-minute filibuster about the effects NIL are having on programs across the country, not just the revenue-generating sports, while discussing why athletes should be should not be choosing colleges based on how much money they could make. Saban took aim at a and uh, He says, uh, quote, I know the consequence is going to be difficult for the players, for the people who are spending tons of money to get players. You've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. Keep going. We didn't buy one player. All right, and I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. End quote. Now he claims he didn't buy one player. I know what people are going to say that Saban's feeling threatened. I said it. Well, he feels threatened by Jimbo. Take nil out of it. I mean, he would he would feel threatened by Jimbo. I'm not criticizing Saban. I'm in lockstep agreement with Saban. He and I don't. I'm always surprised at the people who try to shoot holes in Saban. He's, he's the best coach, the best college football coach ever to do it, okay? Is that not enough credibility? I don't think we're talking about a greasy SEC coach here in Saban. So I, don't, I know what's going to happen, and he knows what's going to happen. He doesn't care because he's the best coach to ever do it. He doesn't care what a bunch of fans say that, oh, he's just – he feels threatened. He's, he's buying players too. I know. I mean, just Saban, I think, is as by the book as you possibly can be. There's nobody that's completely by the book. Nobody. Okay? That's what we're talking about. I like what he's saying. You like, And let's face it, you like what he's saying. It's a joke. College football. See, he is worried about the product. We have been for a while. Yeah. He is worried about college football because he loves the game. Okay? And it's uh, – I'm not – I'm still going to watch it, but – Of course you are. I, I, but I, sometimes I feel like I'm just watching the, the spiral, you know? And I'm going to be in. I'm going to be covering it. But I don't know what I'm covering sometimes, you know? Like Saban's not gonna quit. Well, he's he's, you know, he's seventy what six, something like that. He's in that range. Seventy six. I think he's. Let's let's get it figured. Go, go out. ahead. What you? That's your guess. Yeah, I think Saban's seventy six. Hey, right, is he on. that old? By the way, if he's that old and still, and still playing for national championships, he's the freak of all time. Could he be that old? Uh, Nick Saban's age is he is seventy. Seventy. Okay, I overshot. He turned seventy one in October. Okay, 
Well, I think he's got serious concerns. I am surprised he would he would sling an arrow directly at A and M. Uh, but I don't know. He I, also slung an arrow at Miami for basketball. Uh, he had I just had that quote. He said uh, he says I mean he says quote I mean these guys at Miami who are going to play basketball there for four hundred thousand dollars. It's in the newspaper. The guy tells you how he's doing it, but the NCAA can't enforce their rules because it's not against the law, and that's an issue and a problem. It's about John Ruiz, the guy down at yeah, Miami. Yeah. Now, what people are going to say is that in the SEC, they've been buying players for years. And I, they probably, of course they have. I don't know what to say about it, Jake. I don't know what to say. It's a mess. It's a colossal mess. I almost liked it better when it was being done under the table. <laughs> I mean, which know. Alabama was probably doing that. Well, like, so is that by the book then? I said, as by the book as you possibly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. could do. I don't know if that's even true. Well, come on. I mean, it's, I it's don't not know just the recruiting. Hap- let's not act, let's not act like it's just happening in the SEC, or or it was just happening in the SEC. Okay, let's not do that. All right, come on. It wasn't just half. You think Ohio State wasn't paying players? I don't know who's the dirtiest and who's who's not. Right. That's hard to but tell. But I can't say that, that Dick Saban's been doing it the most by the book. I can't just sit here and say that. Well, I didn't say most by the book, but I, I, think, I think he is doing it. I said he is doing it as by the book as possible. Like a lot of coaches are doing it as by the book as possible to, to keep your head in there keep your head above water he just happens i'd be to curious to hear uh, jimbo's comments back to well Saban. we're going to hear him. i'd like to because jimbo's that. not going to sit back i'd like to hear what he says hopefully that jimbo's happens not going to just sit back more next in an early break in the ticket